Hey, what's up, Epiphany? Good morning to you. It is so good to be gathered virtually uh, with you. Um, I woke up this morning. I was thinking about Psalm 118, verse 24, where the text says, This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I don't know about you, but I'm glad for life this morning, especially in the season that we're in. Uh, anybody glad that you woke up? Anybody glad that you are uh, here in the, my father would say, the land of the living? I don't know about you, man, but I'm so glad that I am under the control of a sovereign God who makes the decisions uh, based on his own good will. Uh, well, it's my responsibility every Sunday morning to make sure that I am bringing you the word of God. And so uh, I don't know, man, if y'all are really have, if you really have your Bibles open or, or what, but if you have a physical copy, why don't you grab your Bible? If you just have your phone or your device or your laptop, whatever you have, whatever contains the word of God, go to Matthew chapter 11. There's something there that I think um, uh, really will encourage us as a body today. I love Deuteronomy 8.3 where it says, man can't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And certainly this morning is an opportunity before us to dig into the word of God uh, together. So Matthew 11 is where we are. Uh, we're meeting once again in a very unconventional way. Uh, we're, we're meeting in a way that, that we never set up the church to meet, which is virtually, but nevertheless, I am grateful for this opportunity. Uh, I have mixed feelings, to be honest with you. I have mixed feelings about Sunday morning. I love the opportunity that we have before us to uh, utilize technology uh, for the glory and the honor of Jesus Christ. But if I'm honest with you, your, your boy feels a, a little disconnected from the body. I feel disconnected from you. I miss you guys. Uh, when I jump into the chat room and I see you guys in the chat room and I see your names and I think about you, uh, I, a little bit of grief comes in. I, I do miss you. So there's a little bit of mixed emotions I have today, but nevertheless, I, I won't stop praying for you. Uh, I believe that God's presence is wherever we are. We don't have to gather simply in a building in order for God to meet us, but Jesus has made uh, the, the ability to have God present in our homes wherever we are. So uh, shout out to you if you are piped in to church today. All right, Matthew 11. Uh, go to verse 28. One verse. This verse is interesting because it's a verse that I've read before uh, and I've actually underlined it. I don't know uh, how you feel about what I would call underlined verses. You, you ever read a verse and the season you read it in, it didn't really hit you hard, but it was something about it that was interesting that intrigued you and you underlined it or you highlighted it or you made a little mark next to it. And then later on, you went back to that verse in that same verse that in one season really didn't hit you in a, in a crazy way. In the next season, it has a way of uh, just really impacting your thoughts and your heart. Well, that, that was this verse for me. If you have one of those verses, what I would call underlined verses, just throw it in the chat room right now. Tell, tell us the verse that has encouraged you uh, in this season that was underlined in a previous season. Well, Matthew 11, verse 28 is that verse for me. One verse today, look what it says. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you, circle this word, it's gonna become so important, rest. Let, let me read that one more time. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I simply want to preach this morning from the topic entitled, uh, Pump the Brakes. 
Do, do me a favor, just put that in the chat just in case somebody missed it or just in case somebody logs on in a few seconds. Put that in the chat. Pump the brakes. Let's look to the Lord before we dig in. Uh, Father, you have been faithful to meet us week after week, even though we're meeting uh, not physically, but we're meeting through technology. Lord, we, we still pray for your presence. We, we thank you that your word does not return void. And so, Father, when your word goes out, I pray that you would impact hearts today. I really i am thinking about specific situations this morning, and I pray, oh God, that you would uh, do a work in their life, life through the word of God today. We, we thank you for your word. We pray that it would point us to Jesus today as it always does, because he's the hero of the text. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Pump the brakes. Uh, when I was younger, I, I used to have a uh, one-speed uh, mongoose bike. I don't know if you know what that is. You, you probably should Google a uh, mongoose bike. Back in the 80s and the 90s, that, that was the bike to have. And I had a one-speed. What was interesting about the one-speed mongoose bike was the, the brake system. In order to stop the bike, you simply had to reverse the pedal. So, so for example... If I'm pedaling and the pedals are going this way in order to stop the bike, I just simply had to tap backwards, reverse the, the pedals, and it would break the bike. Life was good, man. Life was simple. Life was easy. I was able to go to my friend's house. I was able to go down the street and go to the basketball court. Back then, I grew up in Jersey, Green Grove Basketball Court. I was able to go there. I was able to go to Gully Basketball Court, and everything was smooth. Life was good, but one Christmas, my parents were so gracious, they decided to upgrade my bike. And so I, I went from a one-speed mongoose bike to a three-speed. Now, that transition doesn't seem like it should be that difficult, but unfortunately, it was for me. One morning, I was heading to my friend's house, and as I was heading there, I realized that the brake system changed. Now, on a one-speed, the brake system simply was tap the brake, tap the pedals backwards, and it would stop. But they moved the brakes on the three-speed bike from the pedals to the handlebars. And the first time I was heading to my friend's house, I, I lived uh, in Jersey. They, they literally call it up the hill or you live down the hill. Uh, my friend lived down the hill, and I was heading to his house. And as I always do, I was flying down the hill because I'm confident that the brakes are going to work. And I'm heading down the hill. And... And unfortunately, at the very last minute when I went to do the brakes, I did them by the pedal because that's what I was conditioned to do. And the bad experience that I had there was that I ended up on the hood of someone's parked car. But what I mean by that is I didn't press the brakes in time. And here's the valuable lesson I learned. If you do not learn how to pump the brakes, the results can be painful. Now, just in case you think I'm still talking about bikes, I am not talking about bikes anymore. I'm no longer talking about bikes. I'm actually talking about your life. If you don't learn how to pump the brakes, if you don't learn how to press pause on life, if you don't learn how to slow down, the results can be painful. Now, what an opportunity we have before us in the season that we're in. It is almost as though God has globally pumped the brakes. God has globally slowed everything down. And my hope and my prayer is that we would get the lessons out of this season because God has slowed us down. But many of us, even though we're home, we sped up. Even though we're home, we have not learned the lesson that God is showing us, which is pump the brakes. Can I put my cards on the table? When we first got locked down, 
the first couple of weeks, and I've, I've shared this with you guys on a Sunday morning before, the first couple of weeks, I don't know what it was, but I, I was slothful. I, I was so tired when I tell you that uh, I could not figure out a rhythm for some reason on um, Monday through Friday. I wasn't able to wake up on time. I, I took naps. I would go to bed early. For some reason, I did not have the ability to be able to be on a rhythm in a schedule. But somewhere around two weeks later, it it moved for me. It moved from sleeping too much to swinging the pendulum to doing way too much. There there was one point that I literally worked 15 days straight. There, There was no disconnect for me. I was glued to my laptop. I was glued to my emails. I was glued to Zoom calls. I was glued to making sure everybody else was okay, even at the expense of my own sanity. I don't know if that's your story, but many of you sitting at home right now, you're busier now than you have ever been, even though God has pumped the brakes we have it. Maybe I'm just preaching to myself, but the importance of slowing down is very important. And God is showing us, he's, he's making us, everybody globally across the world, he's making us learn what it means to rest. And so may we be diligent to learn what God is showing us in this season. May God get out of this season. Of course, may he get the glory and the honor, but may you and I learn what real rest looks like. Would you consider the passage before us? Because in this short verse, I think we get a lot on the topic of rest. Now, rest is interesting because in verse 28, he starts the idea of rest by giving us an invitation. Look at what he says. He says, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden. Let me note the first three words. Come to me. I'm not sure of the translation that you have at home. I'm not sure of what version of the Bible you're reading, uh, but I, I have a, a, a ESV Bible and I have a what they call red letter Bible. Jesus' words are in red. I don't know if you can see it, but Jesus' words in my Bible are red. And here's what's interesting about Jesus' words being in red. That means that verse 28 is Jesus talking. Don't miss this. That means that the invitation you just got was from Jesus himself. But what I love about Jesus giving us this invitation is Jesus, even though all creation was made through him and for him, he doesn't depot his way into our life. He invites you to come. Jesus absolutely has authority to do whatever he wants, but yet he invites you instead of making you. This is consistent with all the Bible. If you read Revelation chapter three, the Bible says there's a moment where Jesus says, behold, I stand at the door and I knock. Can you imagine that? Jesus, the the one who is the door says, I stand at the door of your heart. The heart that I created, I stand at the door and I simply knock. Jesus does not kick the door down. He does not plow his way into your life. He invites you to come. He stands at the door and he knocks. He says, come to me this morning. Come to me. Why? Because I am the place that you will find real rest. And many of us, our homes have been busy and we've been absent of Jesus. And therefore, we don't know what real rest looks like. Have you ever received an invitation before? Like like a physical invitation or maybe it was one of those evites. Maybe you received an evite to somebody's birthday party. Have you ever received a wedding invitation before? 
one of the things I found out about invitations is the invitation holds weight based on the person that is sending the invitation. Then let me see if I can say that again to, so, so that it can make a little bit more sense. The invitation holds weight based on the person that is sending the invitation. For, for example, you can get an invitation to uh, Barack and Michelle's birthday party. Can, can we agree that that would be a great invitation? Why? Because it came from some notable people, but you also can receive on that same day another invitation called the summons to jury duty. And you can receive the same, the same day, have two different type of invitations and your response and excitement would be based on who sent the invitation. Of course, we would all be excited if the invite came from notable people to hang out with somebody, a, a celebrity that you like, someone that you really enjoy watching. If you got an invitation from them today to hang out with them, you would be excited. Maybe you would get an invite to jump on their Instagram live. You would be so excited. But here, here's what I want to present to you today, that there is no one more notable than Jesus. And the invitation this morning, come to me, came from Jesus Christ himself. I, I don't know what's make, bringing you excitement, but the fact that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords just invited me into his presence, invited me into this idea of rest. I don't know about y'all, but that brings me joy. I, I could literally sit in the first three words of this verse and be comfortable. Come to me because Jesus doesn't have to invite us to anywhere. Jesus does not have, he literally could be disconnected from creation, but he says, come on, come to me. But there's two stipulations. He gives us two stipulations for coming into his presence. I don't know if you caught this, but in verse 28, it says, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden. In other words, there's two stipulations for coming into the presence of Jesus. He says, you got to be burdened. You got to be heavy laden. You have to be, have be a, a person that is full of labor. Maybe you need a definition on both of, both of these. Labor simply means to be exhausted from great strain and stressful work. In other words, he just gave an invite to those who are physically, emotionally, and spiritually drained. The person who is exhausted, Jesus says, come on in. Come on in and find some rest. But he also invites the person that has a heavy laden, that, that, that is not internal, that's external. Heavy laden is to place a burden or a load on someone. I don't know about you, but I'm willing to bet that every single per person that is piped into this live is either in one of those two places where you're overworked, where you are exhausted, where you are tired, where you are mentally drained, whether it's the kids that have been driving you crazy, your job that has been driving you crazy, your own personal anxiety that has been driving you crazy. Many of us are burdened. We're exhausted. We're, we're tired. But, but maybe that's not you. Maybe you're in the other season where life just feels like a burden on you. COVID-19 feels like it's a burden on you. Being constrained and locked into your house feels like a burden on you. I don't know who I'm talking to, but are you tired? Are you exhausted? Are you drained? Are you burdened? Are you anxious? Have you ever woke up within the last several weeks 
and you don't know what it was, but you were just in a funk. You, you just, you couldn't get it together. You, you were, as my boys would call me, just grumpy. You don't even know what it was. Man, I, I woke up like that the other day. I woke up and everything bothered me. Anybody ever had that experience before where nothing happened, nothing triggered it? Just, you just felt heavy. Everything bothered me. I woke up and I was angry with how Ty squeezed the toothpaste that morning. I went downstairs and CNN was on and, and I was listening to uh, uh, Governor Cuomo here in New York. He was giving some instructions and updates and he was draining me. Just listening to how he was saying ventilators was driving me crazy for some reason. I brewed coffee that morning and my ratio was off and I had more water than I had actual coffee beans. And I was, just, I was thrown off. The kids were bothering me. Everything bothered me. I wonder if I was anxious. I wonder if I was overworked. I wonder if I was heavy laden. I wonder if I needed to accept the invitation that Jesus gave come to me. And I don't know who it is on this live, but maybe that's you. What is it that is bringing you stress right now? Well, what is the trigger that is bringing you anxiety? Do me a favor, just type that in, whatever that is. And we're, we all family. Listen, ain't nobody judging you. I laid my stuff out there. Please just let us know on the chat, what is it that is bringing you anxiety? What is it that is making you feel heavy laden and burdened and overloaded and full of labor? What is that? Maybe it's lack of financial security. Maybe it's not lack of financials. Maybe it's just the lack of uncertainty in this season. That, that's one of the things that have been driving me crazy. I, I'm a guy that I like certainty. I like, I like stuff to be laid out. I like end dates. I don't even, we don't have end dates. We, we, don't, we are so uncertain. Maybe that's bringing you some type of anxiety. Maybe it's the fear of being exposed to this virus. Maybe it is the lack of normalcy. I don't know about y'all, man, but I was thinking about college students and high school students that are, they're graduating high school and they're going into college. Man, that season is so uncertain right now. Or maybe you graduated college and you were full uh, of pride and excitement and you were ready to go into the work field and now everything is shut down and you're just uncertain. That has a way of bringing up all types of emotions. Maybe you're just burdened. Maybe that's you. You are burdened. I'm pastor. The Lord won't put on me no more than I can bear. Listen, you know, there was a point in Paul's ministry where Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8, that we were burdened beyond our strength. In fact, if I, if I could just read it to you, it says, we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired life itself. You ever been there? Indeed, we felt as if, as if we have received the sentence of death but it was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raised us. In other words, what God sometimes does is he allows a little burden into your life. He allows a heavy load into your life and he does so not to take you out, but he does so so that you can realize you are not sufficient and strong in and of yourself. You need somebody that can bear that load and what a better person to bear the load than Jesus Come to me. I'm willing to take that load. I'm strong enough to take that load. You're not strong enough to bear the burdens of life on your own. Come to me. All who are, all who labor and all who are heavy laden and I will give you, I told you to circle it, rest. Who needs rest right now? Who needs to just pump the brakes right now?
Rest here is not speaking of sleeping. Jesus is not inviting you to take a nap. That, that good nap with your mouth open, a little drool. He's not inviting you to that. He's, he's inviting you to abide in him in such a way that the burdens of life are lifted by him. He says, come to me. If you're labored, if you are heavy laden, come to me and you will find rest. I don't know why I feel the need to say this. I, I, I want to just slip this in really quickly. Don't ever feel guilty for resting. Some of us feel so guilty, even in the season we're in right now. That This is contextually relevant to the season we're in right now. I personally, if I'm not grinding, if I'm not working, if I'm not getting through that to-do list, I don't feel productive. Don't feel guilty for taking a break. Don't, don't feel guilty for having cutoffs. There are some people, the best thing you can do this week is create a rhythm to where you have a work time and a stop time. And when you have stopped, you are on Netflix, you chilling, you with the family, you taking walks, you playing games, you Zoom timing with your friends, you FaceTiming with your girl. You need time to just break. Don't ever feel guilty. Don't allow the productivity in your life to make you think that you're not productive if you're not working. Some of the most productive things you can do right now is just pull back and rest. And I don't know about y'all, man, but every Zoom call I can't be on, every battle rap or battle for verses and music, every, every hip hop, I can't watch all of them. Although I did watch uh, the one this week. I'm just going to put this out there. Babyface uh, did his thing. I just want to slip that in real quick. Every email can't be answered. Every phone call can't be picked up because there are moments where you need to create boundaries around you. What you are in need of is a four-letter word, rest. R-E-S-T. Can somebody just type that in for me since I can't type it right now? Just put, I need to rest because what we are on is we, many of us are on the spiritual treadmill. You know what the spiritual treadmill is? Where you're exerting energy and you're running and you're running and you're running and you're running, but you ain't going nowhere. You're not, you're not progressing. You're not moving forward. You're stuck in the same place, but you are tired. Maybe that's not your situation. Maybe I'm speaking to myself and it's all good if I'm speaking to myself. There are times where I'm on the spiritual treadmill. I was talking to my discipleship group earlier this week and I was telling them, trying to help them and myself redefine productivity because we've made productivity getting through the to-do list. But the reality is many of us, our to-do list is a spiritual treadmill where all you're doing, you're home and you're grinding and you're working and you're creating and you're being innovative, but you're not going anywhere. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been there in life where you were busy doing a bunch of stuff, but then you look back at it and none of it made impact? None of it was actually helpful. None of it was moving you forward or progressing you in the right way. Paul talks about it in 1 Corinthians 9, 26. He says, I do not run aimlessly and I do not box as one beating the air. You ever been there where you were just swinging and you were exerting energy, but you weren't hitting anything? Many of us are in that season right now where we feel like in order to be productive, I have to complete a certain amount of tasks a day. But what if you only completed one? Are you not productive? We think we're only productive if we get through the list, but what if you are beating the air? 
But what if you are swinging and you're not hitting anything? So Jesus says, come to me. If you're labored, you're overworked, you're anxious physically, spiritually, mentally, you are heavy laden, a load has been placed on you. Come to me and I'll I'll help you with that load. I'll give you rest. This idea of rest is interesting. If you read the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20, also found in Deuteronomy 5, if you read the Ten Commandments, the fourth commandment is on rest and the fourth commandment is the longest of the floor of the four. You know, it's interesting when you read that because Jesus, I mean, uh, God doesn't, when he gives the 10 commandments, you would think he would give longer ones on stuff like do not murder. You think he'd give us a longer list about that. Do not covet. He'd give us a longer list. No, no. He just says, don't murder, don't covet. But when he got on rest, he spent a couple of verses on rest. Go back and read Exodus 20. He spends a couple of verses on rest. It's the longest commandment because it is the one that we often are guilty of breaking. We're guilty of not resting. In fact, Jesus, in fact, God himself, you can't get far into the Bible without seeing how God has modeled rest for us. Genesis 1 says that in the beginning, God created everything. And he worked and God worked and worked. And you know what I loved about God's work is God's work was flawless. He looked back at it at the end of the chapter and said, behold, it's all good. So he worked well and he earned himself rest, even though he's ne- he never gets tired. On the seventh day, he rested. He, 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 he uh, made sure that he put it as part of the rhythm for Israel. He said, Israel, for six days, you're gonna have manna. But on the sixth day, be careful, collect double the amount. Why? Because the seventh day, you're not going to collect anything. He made them rest. Oh, how beautiful it would be if God made us rest. But what he does this morning is he invites you to it. He gives you an invitation on what it looks like to rest. It's the theologian Idris Elba that said, the world should quarantine for a week every year to remember this time. How wonderful would it be if every year we shut down everything? We we didn't do anything for an entire week. All we did was rested. Many of us are in desperate need of rest, but not some of us are in need of temporary rest, a break from your schedule. But some of you that are uh, tapped into this live, you're in need of an eternal rest. See, that's what I love about Jesus inviting us to rest is it is pointing us to something greater. It is not, it's not pointing us towards simply not just responding to every email and picking up every phone call, but he's pointing us to an eternal rest that we will have with him. Do you realize every week, if you have a day that you break, that you Sabbath, that you disconnect, do you realize that is pointing you towards something greater, the day that we will be with Jesus forever and enter into an eternal rest? In fact, I, I would argue that That's the main point of the passage. I didn't give you much context on this verse, but if you'll allow me, let me read a couple more verses beyond what we preach today. Verse 28 says, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly at heart. Here it is. And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Many of you right now that do not know Jesus, you need rest for your soul. You you need this idea of eternal rest and no one else can bring it but Jesus. Who's tired? Who's overworked? Who's anxious? 
Who's ready to give up? Would you accept the invitation today? But would you accept the invitation to pump the brakes, to slow down? God's got this thing in control. Listen, when you don't take a day off, what you're saying to God is, I don't trust you with one day. I got to work every day as though my grind depends on me. Now, I'd rather grind six and give Jesus one. God, you take this one. You work this one out because I can do more in six than I can. I can do more focused six than I can tired seven. Let me pray. Father, I pray for everybody on this, that's jumped onto this live. I don't know if they're logging off right now. I know sometimes that's what we're doing. Uh, This is the end that we're not in service. So I'm just log off and go somewhere else. But Lord, I pray that you would arrest their attention right now. Pray that you would help them to see that we are in desperate need of resting. Some of us have, we think we have good rhythms. Some of us actually do think that we're resting. Some of us even have blocked off time and called it rest. But Lord, real rest is abiding in you. You said, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. And so Father, I pray that today that we would start this week to create a new rhythm. That this week we create boundaries. That this week we would learn this idea of rest. And then when we get out of quarantine, Lord, I pray that that rhythm that we have created this week would take us for the rest of our lives so that we are are more focused and more serious about our work. And so, Father, I pray, oh God, that you would do the work in their lives and help us see the importance of rest. You don't talk about rest just to talk about it. You talk about it because you're serious about it. So, Father, would you get the glory out of their lives by helping them slow down and pump the brakes? It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, it's good hanging out with y'all, man. Again, I miss y'all. Epiphany, let me speak specifically to you. If you are a part of our church, I I really do. I I miss you. I pray that you are being safe. I pray that you are uh, uh, not letting your, um, your guard down with this virus. It is serious. It is real. It is not a joke. Uh, And so please be careful. Make sure that you are following all the guidelines. Make sure that you got a mask and you got gloves and you got all the things you're supposed to have. Until the next time we meet again, let me pronounce this blessing over you. Number six says this, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Praise God. It's good to see y'all. Love y'all. Peace.